This episode of the Nerd Up Podcast made possible in part by Eagle Theater. Visit them online at eagletheater.net and by Classic Hits WTYE. Listen online at WTYEFM.com and made possible by proud supporters just like you. Now, come on, baby, tell me who's the nerd. Nerd up, y'all. N-E-R-D up. N-E-R-D up. It's time for the Nerd Up Podcast, and here's your pod hosts, Guilty Wilson. Nerd up. Welcome to another episode of the Nerd Up Podcast. I'm your host, Guilty Wilson, alongside... Tony Collins. Actually, we're not alongside. We're actually in front of you. Yeah, we're across from one another. Although alongside just sounds better. It does. Adjacent to. It sounds like, you know, I could reach over and grab your uh, knee or rub it. (laughs) I was really (laughs) terrified as to where that was headed. Just a little, nice little gentle rub. Uh, Yeah. It's all right, Tony. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> so yeah, we're gonna. What are we gonna talk about? Oh yeah, I know what we're gonna talk about. We got an event coming up that we want to really let people know about. Also, we want to talk about a giveaway that we're gonna do on the podcast. Yeah, um, I'll tell you what. Uh, thanks to our guest uh, last time on the podcast, Joe Davis. First off, uh, thanks you to anyone who listened to that podcast because <laughs> it was nearly two hours long, nearly, and it was the three of us just nerding out hardcore. And, uh, you know, I love uh, when we were talking to Joe ahead of time, Joe's like, well, what are we going to talk about? And you and I literally said, we never know until we sit down, turn yeah. on the microphone, and we just kind of let the conversation go where it may. Right. And that was a fantastic example of it. I, uh, yeah, and it did. And it's like, there, you, it's funny because listening back to it, there's uh, there's some moments where I'm like, all right, well, that's, we need to wrap this up. And then we'd go and talk for another 20, 30 minutes. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay, no, we don't. Yeah, <laughs> so, nope, never mind. So, and, and, and we know that's what happens when you have a good conversation with someone that gets in the same things that you do. So, you know? But uh, one of the things that Joe does in his free time mm-hmm. is he, he drawers. He's a drawer. <laughs> He's a drawer. And uh, he drew Are you us. looking at my drawings? <laughs> he d- Cheeky monkey. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he drew a really killer uh, Spider-Man for us mm-hmm. that he said we could uh, use as a giveaway here on the Nerd Up podcast. Yeah, it's funny because previously he he drew a Spider-Man for us in the studio, and we got to hang it. I mean, I'm looking at it right now; it's right there well, on the wall. Really, yeah, I mean, cool. he he stopped by for something completely non-Nerd Up podcast yeah. related. Grabbed a, a piece of paper, or I think even a napkin that we had laid in the studio, and just doodled while he and I were carrying on a conversation. Uh-huh. And he goes, "Here you go." Which I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Then he came back a few days later with an actual hand-drawn picture of Spider-Man. He goes, well, that other one was kind of lame, but here's this one. <laughs> so now we have two yeah. hanging in the podcast studio. And it's like, and then he came back on that one, and he didn't say anything till the end of the podcast. Right. But it's kind of cool. But he, had it, he has it numbered and mounted, and normally he says he makes a drawing, and he'll, he'll, he'll scan it in. So that way he can save it if he ever wants to you know, print it off again or something like that. At least his artwork's not lost. And this time he did not. And he yeah. goes, here, I brought something for you guys to give away on the podcast. And I was like, okay. And it's, it's he goes, he said he didn't get to scan it. It's an original. So, and it it's even numbered, one of one. One of one. <laughs> and, uh, signed by Joe Davis. Which I think is very cool. And it's funny because he used a daredevil pose to draw Spider-Man. Right. And it's really cool looking. And if you, and if you want to see it, it's on our Facebook page. It will be on when this uh, podcast goes up. Uh, you can take a look at it on the Facebook page. It's a really cool drawing, and it's original artwork from Joe Davis. And you can see it also posted on the uh, uh, the nerduppodcast.com spot or play website so that you can see it there as well. But uh, if you want to win a copy of it, you can. That's right. We made it pretty easy so you know, because he says, hey, give this away to one of the listeners. I'm like, all right, we can do that. So the easy way to do it is what you have to do is I'm going to make a post on our Facebook page with the picture and what you have to do is determine whether or not Joe said yay or nay on Carnage, Let There Be Venom. Because that's part of the podcast. Scratch that. Venom, Let There Be Carnage. Oh, yeah. Carnage, Let There Be Venom. That's a different movie. <laughs> that's a different movie entirely. <laughs> that was the one I was watching. <laughs> <laughs> it's in an alternate universe. But yeah, we, we uh, the three of us went around after we talked extensively about Venom. We did a little yay or nay. Mm-hmm. Uh, as to how we felt about it, well, let us know what Joe said. Which direction did he go? Yeah, and uh, if you can answer it correctly from all the correct answers, we're going to put them in uh, to a drawing and pick a random number, and that person will win that drawing, the original artwork, right? and we'll send it right out to you. So uh, head over to our Facebook page. Let us know if Joe said yay or nay, and if your name is drawn and you say, get the right answer, then you get this 
original art, and it's really nice artwork. If, you, it if is. you're like me, go, that's one of the reasons I go to Comic Cons is get these artists to do uh, sketches. Because, you know, you pay like $10 for an original sketch, and you've got an original piece of artwork in your house that no one else has got. Absolutely. And that's, that's what this goes. So, yep. So yay or nay? What, which way did he vote? Again, go to our Facebook page. It'll be up there, and let us know. And then I, let's say at the end of the month. Let's do the drawing at the end of the month. Sounds good end to of, me. End of October. So. And then uh, that takes us, I guess, right into uh, the other thing we kind of want to talk about yeah. for sure yes. uh, uh, today is uh, one of the friends of the, the podcast, Jed Bryant, mm-hmm. who uh, you've been in a movie with Jed Bryant, I, haven't you? Uh, you? Did you hear about that? I heard How about that. You hear? I've, I've heard you've been in a couple of... <laughs> a few. In fact, Jed produced a movie here, uh, shot a movie here at the radio station, which yep. was very cool to be behind the scenes of. You were actually the, <sighs> the star... <laughs> Of that Why is production. that so hard for you to say? It is. It, I, I gagged on it a little, but uh, no. Uh, he's got a director's cut for one of his first movies, Unlisted, uh, Unlisted Owner. Owner. Mm-hmm. And it just, uh, as we're recording, it just came out today. Right. And it's on Amazon Prime. And uh, it's the director's cut. Got some extra footage in there. And there's a great actor that uh, plays a DJ in that movie. Yeah, I wonder who that could be. <laughs> that was me. He was a natural <laughs> at playing a DJ, folks. A natural. So, uh, yeah. That's... But uh, one of the things that we did, we... I kind of opened my big mouth and I said, hey, Gil, what do you think about this? And then we talked to Jed and Jed's going, oh, that's cool. Uh, We are going to be teaming up with Jed Bryan and Eagle Theater here in Robinson for a screening of the director's cut, maybe a little Q&A. And if we can uh, do it without screwing it up too badly, a live episode yeah. of uh, the Nerd Up podcast. If nothing else, a live recording. We'll have a live audience, hopefully. Right. <laughs> Those that are on that their way. Beats the hell out of a dead audience. <laughs> you know, sometimes. <laughs> Just depends on what they got to throw. Uh, but uh, yeah, and it's going to be a really cool event because it's going to be at the Eagle Theater in Robinson. You can come attend from no matter where you are. Uh, we're going to show Jed Bryan's Unlisted Owner. Plus, he's going to have some clips of a movie he works with uh, Alex Magana out in Los Angeles. He wrote a few uh, episodes of what's called Smiling Woman. One of them stars a woman that was in the movie Sleepaway Camp, and it's just a cool cameo, or not even cameo. She has a lead role in that uh, episode, and uh, it's just, you got to see it. I'm not going to give away anything. Right. Uh, but if, if you're a fan of Sleepaway Camp, go check out Smiling Woman on YouTube. Uh, but anyway, he's going to show a couple of episodes of that, and then he's going to have, uh, uh, again, a Q&A, and we're going to show another film by a, a friend of his who's a writer of, of films, and uh, Kevin Lockhart's his name, and he his movie High on the Hog, starring Sid Haig, which I mean, you got a movie with Sid Haig, dude, you're awesome, right? <laughs> so we're gonna be showing that High on the Hog, and I've been wanting to see that. I've been trying to tell people about it. It's hard, kind of hard to describe. I've been saying it's like a cross between Deliverance and House of a Thousand Corpses <laughs> with marijuana. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the tagline I'm looking at page right now for it. It is High on the Hog. Pack it tight. That is the tagline starring nice. Sid Hagen. Beautiful face right front and center right, oh, yeah. on, on the, the front of the poster on IMDb. IMDb. Now, it was actually released in 2019, uh-huh. but we're doing part of uh, kind of what we are looking at at Eagle Theater is doing sort of the feature. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, a double feature of these, uh, these horror flicks, uh, something along those lines. So it's going to be a double feature coming up. And uh, we're really looking forward to yeah, it. Yeah, we're looking at right now, November 6th, I think, is the date we're right. going to do this. And uh, we were going to try to do it Halloween, but uh, strangely enough, this year, October was a big month for movie releases, so they couldn't find the time to squeeze right. it. So we said, well, the week after Halloween's all right. Yeah, a week after Halloween will work. And uh, like we said, it, the director's cut just dropped on Amazon mm-hmm. as of this recording. And so looking forward to it. And, and I know... You've worked with Jed in the past, obviously, on on uh, Unlisted Owner. You worked with him on several other productions and stuff like that. I have. Jed is a fun guy to know. Oh, gosh, yeah. Because of Jed, I told you that uh, I get a kick out of it because because of Jed, I've gotten to do some fun stuff. Right. You know, the opportunity to voiceover work for one of the other filmmakers that he works with. He mm-hmm. had me uh, record... Uh, sort of a, a commercial for the director's cut of unlisted owner, mm-hmm. which you can find that on Facebook. And the thing that I joke about is it's ridiculous. This is the stuff I do every day. Right. But yeah. for some reason attached to a movie, it, 
I mean, like you, I think you you put it best. It's just cool to know Jed it's Bryan. It's good. It's good. It's fun. You know. And then, yeah. In fact, you can find that. On, I think that shared that on our Facebook page. Yeah, too, I so. think so. Uh, but yeah, it's like you're recording. You're the what's his name? John Fontaine or Don LaFontaine? Don, Don LaFontaine. In a world, yes, <laughs> one man, one voice, and that's you. You're that's in, me. You're doing I, that. I now. get to be. I get to be that guy. <laughs> at least for Jed Bryan Productions, which right. is fine. I'll take it. Exactly. It's and fun. It's, it's really cool. Just to, and the and what you put together, you did that all that audio work. You did yeah. that yourself. I mean, that's some great mixing of uh, elements. To, to yeah, Jed that. Jed wrote up the script with some idea of kind of how he wanted it. To, this is a second time. Yes, he has sent me a script and said this is kind of what I want, and I sent it back to him in pretty short order. And well, so. that made it into the movie into uh, uh, what was it uh, Radio Tower? Road. Yeah, it's part of Ten Thirty One Part Three. Yeah, which is now out, I believe. I don't know for sure, but uh, anyway, that one you're in that movie in yes. the trailer. Yes. So. <laughs> so there you go, man. It's just good to know Jed Bryant, and that's why we bring him into this. So. It is. It's a lot of fun, and I'm looking forward to this event at Eagle Theater. First off, it's an opportunity for us to score a little publicity for the podcast. Right. It is a selfless, hoary thing to do, <laughs> but we, we get it. to score a little publicity for the podcast. We also get to help out a friend in Jed Bryant. We get to help out Eagle Theater mm-hmm. and maybe, uh, you know, Get a little publicity for them. This is what I like to call a win-win-win scenario. Yeah, and maybe even throw another win because as a radio station, we're going to be promoting it. Yeah. So on WTYE uh, 101.7 FM in the Robinson, Illinois area, or you can stream it anytime at WTYEFM.com. Right. Download the TuneIn like Radio app yeah. and uh, search for WTYE, and you can listen to Gil and I do our day jobs. Yeah, exactly, if you really want to. <laughs> if you really want to. <laughs> if you haven't got enough of us through here. But yeah, we're going to have, uh, so yeah, it's going to be a great event. I mean, we got the, we're going to record the podcast there live. Uh, we'll be interviewing, of course, Jed and probably Kevin Lockhart. Uh-huh. And then uh, we're going to, they're going to have merch tables, if you will, selling stuff. And I, I can't wait because I want to get me a high on the hog t-shirt Yeah, because that's just got to be cool. And I, I'm going to get one of those. Uh, let's see. I don't know what other kind of merch they got, but uh, they'll be doing that. I wonder if they have any pre-rolls. <laughs> it is legal in it's, Illinois. It's high on the hog. I mean, right. Don't you think, I mean, honestly, shouldn't there be some of that as something. part of the promotional material for a movie? Like, it seems like it. You know. And so then, does this, this puts us now Six degrees of separation from Rob Zombie, right? Oh. Because. Oh, yeah, Sid Haig. Yeah, yeah okay. Sid Haig. So if we work with, if we interview the guy mm-hmm. that worked with Sid Haig, yeah. that worked with Rob Zombie, Zombie. Wow, bam. That's like three degrees. That's oh. three degrees of separation from Rob Zombie. I'll we take that. collectively are getting a hell of a lot cooler <laughs> just because we know Jed Bryan and he knows people. And at least on paper. <laughs> on paper, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, you know, I never thought about that aspect of it. Yeah, and and you're not going to see it. I mean, think they, I think that was the last movie. I think so. Sid Haig did. I believe so. I think the last one he finished. So. And you know, you got to love Sid Haig because he's wow. one of those guys who really has built an entire career out of doing the quote unquote low budget horror yeah, flicks. Right. I yeah. mean, that's that's kind of been his bread and butter. I, I loved him as Captain Spaulding in House of a Thousand Corpses. That was just like that's that was my moment. I'm like. That guy's awesome. What else has he been in? And I did. I, he went back to like those uh, exploitation movies back in the seventies. He yeah. was in a couple of those. Yep. And I'm like, wow, he's been doing it for a while. And uh, I got to meet him at one of the horror conventions re- uh, well, a few years ago. Uh, him and Bill Mosley, who was also in House of a Thousand Corpses and Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Right. So you know, I you know, the people like that. Are, those are those are the pe- cool people. Now, uh, House of a Thousand Corpses. That's part of Rob Zombie's. Horror trilogy, yep, right? House yep. of a Thousand Corpses, Devil's Rejects, Rejects and, and uh, Three, from, three hell. from Hell. Yeah, which I yeah. still haven't seen. Three from Hell. It's good. It's, it, yeah. I haven't. I haven't found it anywhere I mean, streaming. <laughs> you know, it's good if you enjoy those movies, right? Right. But you got to enjoy those movies, right? And, and I do. It's not for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> My wife. What are you doing again? <laughs> I'm watching a great flick. That's right. <laughs> Oscar nominee material. That's absolutely. <laughs> Should be anyway. But yeah, so uh, that's coming up November 6th. And if, if you want to uh, head out there to the Eagle Theater in Robinson, please do so. We'd love to see you. In fact, like I said, we're recording the podcast. We can put you on the podcast right there right. because that's one of the things we'll be doing is, do you listen? And if they say yes... We will say, hey, well, come on in. Right. If they say no, we'll say, you need to get some <laughs> Go away. Stuff. Yeah. Go away. <laughs> you and are then, not allowed. <laughs> I think, uh, again, this is just something we kind of started working on a couple of weeks ago. So some of the details are still in flux a little oh, yeah. bit. 
But uh, I think uh, you know Jed's going to do a little Q and A period. Yep. Uh, we're going to do the you know we're going to do the interview. He's going to do a Q and A with the audience. So I really think it's going to be a lot of fun. I think and so. I, I think in in talking with Kelsa from Eagle Theater, and correct me if I'm wrong, but when they did the COVID drive-in mm-hmm. at Eagle Theater. The screening of the original cut of Unlisted Owner was the biggest yeah. screening that summer. Yep. So that, that's the one that they had the most cars in the parking lot for, and that was that's really good for them during COVID when they were like, "Are we going to survive?" Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. And thankfully they have. Yeah, really. Thankfully to us for sure. You know, I mean, we talked about it when we had Joe in here about. Uh, how fortunate we are in the community of this size mm-hmm. to have a movie theater, a five-screen, yeah. first-run movie theater right down the road. In it's it's pretty spectacular. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. I, you think Joe Davis will be there? Probably. I bet he will. <laughs> He's one of those nerdy guys, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> we proved that last time. So, yeah. So, there you go. You can you can come to this wonderful event, which I think is going to be fun. Uh, you can also win a prize uh, before that on a different – so, we're just offering all sorts of good things for people. Yeah, we're having a podcast. good time. Well, we're having a good time with it, you know. <laughs> and, and, again, this is, uh, this is stuff that amuses us, and we hope that you guys uh, enjoy listening to us talk about this kind of thing. I know, you know, I – Love listening to, uh, like I've talked about before on here, the, the new rock stars, Eric Voss, mm-hmm. talk about this stuff. Uh, obviously, Kevin Smith and Mark Bernard with the Fat Man Beyond podcast, huge fan of, of their show. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I enjoy listening to two guys talk about nerdy shit. So I'm kind of <laughs> hoping that you guys do, too. Because that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. <laughs> really, whether you like it or not, we're still going to be yeah, doing it. <laughs> I mean, and that's the thing. Honest to God, Gil and I said, well, you know, we're going to do this anyway. We may as well record it and start uh, putting it under the banner of the Nerd Up podcast. When, right. when you first started here, we kind of hit the ground running with the nerd talk. And <laughs> Hey, we should record this. So, yeah, so a uh, big event, movies. Uh, what else is going on in the world that we should talk about? Well, uh, I think when we did the podcast with Joe, the final episode of the first season of What If yes. had just dropped, and yeah. we hadn't had a chance to watch it yet, Right, but we have now. Now we have. So, And it's been more than three days since yes. it dropped. We can spoil it. So I feel like we can talk about it. Uh, what, was, what was your impression of the What If series as a whole? Let's start there. Well, I know you're going to point out one moment that they that, that, that happened that we didn't see, but we'll talk about that, But I, <laughs> <laughs> which that's got me intrigued. Uh, but I would say it's a great way to end the season, but it definitely what left you wanting more. Right. You know, it's like these uh, the Dark Avengers. I don't know what, it, what to call them. Uh, but the, they were their well, version. The they multi- were the guardians of the multiverse. That's what it was. Yeah, the guardians, guardians of the, of the multiverse. Yeah. And that was a cool team. And to see them, although there's one moment that just bothers me. There's a, and I think it was in the previous episode where uh, Vision just slices Thanos in half, just cleaves him in twain, man. Yeah. And and why didn't that happen in uh, Avengers? Uh, the <sighs> Avengers movie. Okay, <laughs> I have given this some thought. Okay, and I am going to say because our Vision, our Prime Vision. Okay. Valued life too much to oh. just be a cold-blooded killer. Like, okay, that makes sense. Okay, but That's... Ultra Vision doesn't give two shites and <laughs> cleaved him in twain. Just, yeah, like, oh, you got just stones. went <laughs> fascinating. <laughs> and there he was. Split and him from stem to stern. <laughs> and took a, I saw a recent theory that what if all the Infinity Stones are representative of each of the original Avengers? <laughs> yeah, so, oh. <laughs> the Soul Stone, Captain America. <laughs> not vision. I mean the original. Right. You know, right. It's like, oh, that's sweet. That's yeah. so cool. And I think uh I can't remember. Oh. Uh one of them was Cliff and it made me like, oh. Were you were Clint you a, were you ever a fan of uh the sitcom Friends? Yes. You know the Infinity Stones show up in the logo of Friends, right? <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh-huh. <laughs> I will have to see that. That's oh, awesome, yeah. though. Yeah. <laughs> Talk amongst yourselves well, the, while the, I pull the it up. Infinity on my... Stones on Friends. Uh, now, no, none of them. And see, that's, that shows you the value of Friends because they not once <laughs> thought of destroying the universe. That's right. And snapping. Cause they, but they had the stones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw, I saw that somebody, somebody said this uh, at some point, and then I couldn't help but <laughs> we see the colored dots between the, dots the letters. Between the letters, yeah. <laughs> It, uh, <laughs> they they happen to correspond with uh, with the Friends logo, or the, they yeah. happen to correspond with the Infinity Stones. So, <laughs> confirm. I'll be there for you. <laughs> Friends, part of the MCU. Confirm. Nice. Now well, that I know that my life has and changed, it was, and it was set in New York. 
Yeah, true. They could have saved us. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so, all right. So the last episode, I'd so, I've never so badly wanted a second season of anything. Yeah. You know? And I'm looking forward to it. And I'm looking forward to see how much of what was done or set up in this final episode carries forward into the MCU moving forward. Of course, we know we are in for some wacky stuff yeah. coming up with uh, Spider-Man No Way Home, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Yep. So, I mean, we know that we're going to get some weird multiverse now, dimension hopping stuff. Now, there was a moment in this final episode that happened uh, with Iron Man uh, that we didn't get to see. Talk about that. I, that's one. That's you brought that up, and you. Yeah. And I like. I just watched it and like. Oh yeah, cool. It's great. Oh yeah. And then well, you brought it up. I have to admit, I, when I was watching the episode, that moment where uh, Watu the Watcher comes to recruit Gamora, mm-hmm. and he says, "Not you, Stark." Right. And they're they're in the process of melting down Thanos's gauntlet. Right. But the thing that caught me even in that moment was. Okay, first off, how did Iron Man and Gamora team up? What's the backstory there? Watu references Gamora as the killer of Thanos. Yeah. That's a story yeah, that we yeah. haven't seen yet. Yep. And if you look closely at Tony's armor, it is clear that it's got uh, a kind of Sakaar sort yeah. of paint job on Yeah, yeah. And I thought, did I? Okay. And honestly, when I watched it the first time, I was like you. I made note of that, but I didn't really bump yeah. into it. Yeah. Then I fall down the rabbit hole of the YouTube channels afterwards going, things you missed in the final episode. And I went, oh. And I think it was uh, New Rockstars. I think it was Eric Probably, Voss that, yeah. that pointed it out specifically. And then I remembered that when they first announced What If as a series, it was a 10-episode series. Mm-hmm. And then for whatever reason, it got cut back to nine episodes. And whatever, there was an episode that they were going to pluck out of the first season because – it's going to be moved to the second season. right? And then, like I said, new rock stars, I think, are the ones that put that together, that what we saw in that final episode in that scene was a small snippet from that 10th episode that will now be released in season two. Right. So I'm curious why they pulled the plug on that and what implications that particular episode yeah. might have for the future of the MCU. I mean, it fit perfectly with what was going on this yeah, season. Yeah, so. and, and again, it was it was the What If series was enough that you really didn't bump up against it. It wasn't yeah. like it didn't feel that disjointed. Yeah, you know. No, and, and, the, and the thing nice thing about it is like, yeah, they left it out. It's like we could have seen that episode. Oh, woe is me! But no, look at it this <laughs> First way. First world problems, you right? <laughs> yeah, look at it this way. You get a second season because that guarantees it. Right, that guarantees a second season, and very much like like we talked. Looking forward to that second season of What If? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, you know, no surprise that we're both in the bag for this MCU stuff anyway. So, <laughs> right, you know, moving forward, they they were going to get my money regardless. <laughs> so. Yeah, they are. Yeah, there. All right, let me ask you this. Have you seen Squid Game? I don't know. This is totally oh off subject God. and completely away from I, everything. I, honest to God, have not seen it. Okay. I watched I the trailer. I, I watched it. You know, be, you brought it up because it is a hot topic of yeah. conversation right now. Yeah. Um, I want to see it. Sherry Stodgill, who works at Crawford Memorial Hospital <laughs> here in Robinson, was the first one. To bring it up to me. Oh. Uh, during the pandemic, she fell down the rabbit hole of watching a lot of TV from overseas. Yep. yep. Particularly from Korea yeah. and stuff like that. And then this Squid Games hit Netflix. And, and I don't know if she watched it via Netflix or if she watched it on some other app. Bef- you know. Right. She's one of these people who loved the band before they sold out. Oh, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> A hipster. Yeah. But, yeah, Squid Games is huge. Uh, Chris Ford from Lincoln Trail College here in Robinson, he came into the radio station today and was asking me if I'd seen it. I've talked to several random people who ask <laughs> if I've seen it. Mm-hmm. And no, I have not. I watched the trailer <laughs> for it. They're expecting you to see it, though. That's the, yeah. that's the point there. Well, that's Chris said, I feel more pressure to see Squid Games than I ever did to do drugs. 
Uh, okay, that took a turn. I was thinking you were going to say more than Tiger King, but okay. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Tiger King is another one that everybody loved, and I never watched. I never watched it either. I never watched I, it. Actually, I watched an episode, and I'm like, again, yeah, I, was, I don't get it. I'm aware of it enough to know Carol Baskins, but beyond that, <laughs> I got well, nothing. Well, Squid Game, I saw the trailer for it. And I, I heard I heard a lot about it, and then I said, "All right, let's, let's see what the trailer's all about." So I watched the trailer, and I'm like, "Oh my god, this looks so cool!" It I mean, looks... I've seen like the cube. Uh, there's one about a building where they did along the same things, where they shut down a building and people had to fight for survival, right. and that's kind of what it is. But this one's got a little more intense, yeah, games. Yeah. <laughs> Although red light, green light's not that intense. Now let me ask guns. you this, and apparently this is another debate. This is a second tier debate with watching Squid Games. Mm-hmm. Are you the type of person that will watch Squid Games in the original language and read subtitles? No. Or will you watch the dub version? Yeah, I'll be watching the dubbed. So you're not a purist? Uh, no. Uh, and the, and my son loves to watch anime and uh, things like that dubbed. I just, I, I, maybe I'm old. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I can't read that I fast? Yeah, I can't read that fast. And most of the, I liked, especially in anime, I love to see the artwork. I can't stand to stop and read and then right. miss the artwork that just passed by. So, and I, I think it's the same with movies. And I, I you know, I, well, I should be a purist, but I. My I son, like. my son Logan, uh, watches anime mm-hmm. and he watches the dubbed version. He waits until he yeah. can get the dubbed version of whatever it is that he wants to watch, uh, and, and for much the same reason. Now, the thing when, with anime, because of the nature of the beast, you don't really bump up against the the bad dub yeah you know oh, yeah <laughs> because in anime you don't really notice the lips are moving right. different than the the right. dialogue but apparently in squid games you do oh okay and i oh. have i have come to understand that if you watch no matter what no matter what if you watch either with the closed caption or the dubbed version mm-hmm. the dialogue is not entirely accurate oh yeah that, i've seen because that. uh you know as as with anything, when you dub it, you miss some of the nuance yeah, of, yeah. and so apparently what what they did was they did the dub, the English dub of Squid Games. Then they did the closed captioning based on the English dub. Oh, rather oh. than doing the closed captioning based on the original, uh, I think I it's Korean. Yeah, it's Korean. Uh, you know, so instead of doing the closed captioning based on the original Korean, uh, Korean. And then doing the the American dub, they so okay, so yeah. So I don't know if anybody's actually seen the true Squid yeah. Game. Now, if I knew Korean, if I could speak the language or, or at least hear the language and right. interpret it, I I would. But yeah, I'd have to see the dub. And if it's a bad one, um, I mean, I can't say there's a bad one because I watch Godzilla movies. <laughs> yeah. There's some horrible dub yeah. jobs in those. No, I grew up I grew up watching the uh, Bruce Lee movies. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> Even more so. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, that didn't bother me. And and I, the Bruce Lee movies always bug me more than anything, because Bruce spoke English. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so why in God's name would you not have Bruce Lee at least voice? Now I understand the dub is still not going to match up. Right. But at least it would be Bruce Lee's voice, and not this guy. Yeah. Do you want to fight? Fight me. You know. Your, your kung fu is good, but yeah. mine is better. <laughs> yeah. How dare you disrespect my teacher? <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's all of those movies. It is <laughs> right it there. Is. Wow, we just went through a whole Bruce Lee era. But yeah, and I, you know, it's not going to bother me. I grew up watching, like I said, Godzilla, Bruce Lee, uh, uh-huh. uh, yeah, all those. It's like I'm, I'm used to it. If maybe that's a good word, good way to put it. But uh, either way, it's not going to bother me but i would at one point like to learn korean and then go back and watch the original (laughs) that might take a little while that might take a minute but yeah no i have not yet fallen into the squid games uh rabbit hole i'm i don't know if i'm i'm gonna watch the series at some point you want to talk to me about good bones on discovery channel uh you want to talk house remodel I'm 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 game for that. We can carry on that conversation. Uh, you want to talk about uh, this past season of Big Brother? I got you there. So it's not you're not in control of your TV, are you? <laughs> well, that's the problem. Here's the problem. When I'm in control of the TV, it's either Marvel or Bob Ross. <laughs> right on. And and that's it. And, Happy Little Avengers. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, a mashup, a Bob Ross Marvel mashup. I'm in. I'm in. I, I can see it. And we got Thanos here. Oh, that's okay. We can just make him happy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I take that back. It's either Marvel, Bob Ross, or Star Trek Next Generation. Oh, right on. Okay. All right. Yeah. 
God bless Pluto as a streaming <laughs> right? app. Pluto has a 24-7 Star Trek channel. Mm-hmm. And they got a Doctor Who channel, too. And I'm, I'm in. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's one thing about the, with Star Trek especially. You can find that on so many platforms. And uh, the only place to get all of them in one place, that's uh, uh, Paramount+. Plus. Right. But uh, you can find them so many. And it's like, if you're a Star Trek fan, this is the time well, to live. <laughs> and here's the thing. I love... Like, I will go to Pluto. I know I can go to Paramount and watch them. I've got Netflix. They're Mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, I like going to Pluto and turning them on because it just just starts in the middle of an episode or it starts at the beginning of an episode. I haven't picked. Because the problem is I have watched all of them enough that I can read the synopsis and go, oh, yeah. I don't really like that one. But if I just turn on Pluto, it's on. You have no choice. And then, (laughs) you know, uh, my son – now, who's 18, will be 19 in November, mm-hmm. loves Star Trek Next Generation. And he and I were talking that we really think the visual effects for a lot of TNG kind of hold up. Yeah. Like, it doesn't look like a TV show from the late 80s. Right. Yeah. That's what, they, well, they were, you know, that's why they were so hailed, um, you know, among Star Trek fans is that their their effects were good yeah. back then and still are. And, yeah. And now you watch like uh, what? Let's say Discovery or uh, the new Picard or new, uh, not yeah, Picard. Yeah, uh-huh. watch those. It's like the effects are awesome, right? <laughs> but twenty years from now, how are those going to look? Yeah. Well, that's. I'm, I mean, I'm just. I'm really surprised. At, and you know, I love Star Trek: Next Generation. It was my jam when mm-hmm. I was younger. So I know I am looking at it through rose-colored glasses. <laughs> yeah. So I don't see. I mean. There are some of the visual effects, uh, the computer-generated stuff, because it was late 80s, early 90s. uh, CG work was still very much in its infancy. And I get that (laughs) I can can see that it looks hinky. But Logan said, you know, because we were talking uh, the other day about the timeline between the Star Wars movies Mm – and when Star Trek Next Generation came out, mm-hmm. because he even made comment that the visual effects in Next Generation look on par or even better in some cases than the Star Wars. Yeah. yeah. And I said, well, to be fair, the first Star Wars movie <laughs> was like 10 years before, yeah. <laughs> you know, Next Generation. Yeah. Well, it's and and you know and plus the storylines. That's one thing I love about all the Star Trek. Everyone, even even the first season of Discovery, it's they had their moments, but uh, but the whole world of the Star Trek universe, the whole universe, I should say, is that love, peace. You know, right. people get along. You know, I had hope for humanity watching those. Well, and one <laughs> of the things that Logan has keyed in on when watching uh, Next Generation specifically is. How Next Generation and even the original series dealt with difficult subject matter, uh-huh. but it was a, you were able to talk about it because you weren't talking about uh, the conflict between Caucasian or African American. You right. were talking about yeah. the conflict between the Federation and the Karda- Kardashians. Yeah, Kardashians. Yeah, Kim and Con- yeah, Courtney Kim and, and- <laughs> yeah. You got to look out for that. <laughs> But, you know, we were watching an episode here. We were watching an episode uh, yesterday, in fact, and uh, Captain McCart had been captured by the bad guys and he was being tortured. And Logan goes, wow, this is just some straight up Nazi concentration camp crap, isn't it? (laughs) And I go, it it absolutely is. There is absolutely a parallel that can be drawn there. And the writers are 100 percent aware of it. Mm -hmm. You know, there was uh, an episode where an indigenous people needed to be removed from the planet that they were currently inhabiting, and they had been for 200 years. And their culture was very much mm-hmm. Native American culture, uh-huh. even though – so you could talk about that right, right. without it being about yeah. about it being that, that topic. Without hitting you over the head with it. Right. <laughs> uh, we've talked in the past about uh, you know Star Trek Next Generation was doing episodes about transgendered individuals yep. – Long before the LGBTQ community became a thing. They Mm -hmm. were doing episodes and dealing with that subject matter 
long long before. Yeah, what was it in uh, Discovery? Was it Discovery where they said, "Though we've got our first <sighs> non-binary." Yeah, I was like, I no, was kind of I was kind of pissed about that <laughs> as a Star Trek hardcore Star Trek fan. You know, oh, we're introducing our first non-binary character. Oh, do your research. <laughs> yeah, because Riker <laughs> fell in love with a non-binary non- character. That's right. You know, and I believe there was some sort of subtle hint in the original series, but I can't remember what it was. But I, I believe it might have even gone back there. But I know for a fact. Well, it's an right. Like you said, Riker fell in love with one. And you so, talk about you talk about the original series and hmm. how groundbreaking it was yeah. for the time it came out. Oh, yeah. Because it had a very ethnic, ethnically diverse bridge crew. Yeah, very much so. You know, uh, you had Kirk and O'Hara and you had well, Spock, yes. whatever the hell. <laughs> <laughs> you had Sulu. Yeah, you had Sulu. You had Russian. Yeah. So Chekhov was, where are the nuclear vessels? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and that, that's the thing. It's always been diverse and it's always been peaceful. Harmony throughout. The, Gene Roddenberry wanted it that way, of yeah. course. And throughout the entire run yeah, of Yeah, I want to live in Gene Roddenberry's future. Yeah, right? You know, <laughs> yeah. where, where there is no such thing as poverty and money is no longer the driving force. And <laughs> exactly. It's all about exploration and, you know. Now, Discovery— Does that make me sound like a socialist, though? Yeah, it almost does, Tom. Wow. <laughs> but we don't talk about that. <laughs> yeah. uh, but no, even Discovery, they tried to go—I mean, there were times where Discovery is like, uh, yeah, you're not getting quite the full message. But okay, And then they, they pulled it back, and they got, they got back right. on track. They got eventually. back on— Yeah. <laughs> so hopefully the next season will be 100%. Yeah, and even track. though Gene Roddenberry didn't have a thing to do no. with it, Orville was awesome. Yeah. Because uh, Orville or, was the best Star Trek series on TV when it was on. That's right. Yeah. We're getting a third season. Coming I can't wait. Next year sometime. Can't wait. My wife is excited about it. Yeah. I mean, she she started watching Orville with me and she she's excited about the fact that we're getting a third season. So yeah. and that yeah. And and that's another one that uh you know, it's it's one of those that it's very much a Gene Roddenberry world or universe, a future. And uh, at the same time, uh, Seth MacFarlane has put some humor into it. Right. Which, you know, it didn't hurt it at all. Yeah. It made I loved it. And again, it's a series that deals with, because mm-hmm. it is so entirely inspired by uh, Star Trek, but I think specifically Star Trek Next Generation. Mm-hmm. I think Seth MacFarlane loves yeah. Star Trek Next Generation yeah. because the visual aesthetics yeah. of oh, yeah. Orville very much look like TNG. And some of the subject matter they deal with on Orville is, is you know, pulled right from, yeah. you know, of all males. Yeah. And when there's a baby born, there's trouble. As, yeah, as if it's a girl. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, they did a whole they did a whole story arc about, uh, you know, gender reassignment surgery and yep. whether it was the right thing to do. You're able to deal with these very heady kind of subjects without it offending anybody. Yeah, because you're not really you're not talking about the real thing. And you know what the genius of uh the Orville and uh Seth MacFarlane is that they took that subject matter, that that transgender aspect of it. They took it and the comedy was around that. The comedy was not that no, subject. Y- yeah, it was That's never the subject matter that was the butt of the joke. Right. It was everybody else's reaction to yeah. the subject matter, and that's you know? what, and that, that's where the comedy came in is on the fringe, if you will. Yeah, and they didn't, and and again, it, it was never poking fun at. It was of right those individuals. Yeah, and I that, think it's it, again Orville. We need that third season. <sighs> Seth MacFarlane. You need I to love keep going Orville. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, and as a Star Trek fan, I I am I'm just all in on it. Yeah, one hundred percent. And and that's a world of. Uh, I mean, we got two new series coming out of Star Trek. We got the one with Chris. Christopher Pike. Well, I guess the second season of Picard is not really a new series. But yeah, it's, it's not a new series, but any. I can't give me it. more Patrick Stewart. Right. <laughs> you know, give me more Captain Picard. And particularly, I think the way they they stuck the landing of mm-hmm. the first season of Picard. Mm-hmm. And then how do you up the after after a, a first season of Picard that revolved around Data, yeah. one of the most beloved characters from TNG? Yeah. How do you up the ante for the second season? You bring Q back. Yeah, <laughs> that's going to be awesome. <laughs> and the funny thing is, though, uh, uh, Q and Picard both look old. <laughs> Q's supposed to Which, be this omniscient being. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, I'm, I, I'm fine with Picard looking old. He's right. supposed to. Right. Q looking old, and I'm sure that it's going to be some throwaway smart ass thing that Q will say. He he looks old to better suit 
Picard. Uh, yeah. You know, you know I mean, it'll will. be some smart-ass throwaway I, thing that'll make it all right. All right, I'm going to hit you something that's going to hit you in the feels here in a second. But I saw uh, uh, wrinkles are not problems. Wrinkles are just where smiles used to be. That's right. So I like that. Q's got some that's, smiles. I've always, I've always thought that. <laughs> you know, um, you see celebrities who go to the extreme to, to remove Botox <laughs> and remove their wrinkles, and I'm like, ah, I hate that. You know, the little crows, like... My mom, you know, little crow's feet and little wrinkles on her. That's, that's where the smiles that's were. That's where the smiles were, man. You that's know, right. so don't get rid of that shit. And, <laughs> it's, it's there you know. for a reason. Yeah. And yeah. And, and so I, I think. When did we the, just did we just travel down the. Kind of did. But uh, just given a reason for uh, for Q to have wrinkles. That's right. So. <laughs> and, uh, you know, plus he just got off the stint of being that. Uh, I forget the name of the character on My Little Pony, but he had to make up for that. <laughs> He's the dragon thing. I forgot what it was. Oh, my God. <laughs> my son, he probably won't like it that I admit this, but when he was in his younger days, he was a brony. And he was a brony? Pre-teens, you know. Sure. And, uh, yeah, we had to go to see some yeah. My Little Pony movie premieres a couple I times. I had a Care Bear when I was younger. Well, <laughs> I had a Care Bear and I had a Cabbage Patch doll. Oh, no. And I had I had the... <laughs> well, you I turned mean, out all right. <laughs> yeah. And it was the real deal Cabbage Patch doll with Xavier Roberts tattooed on his ass and... <laughs> The whole nine, yeah. I never got into those. Had the birth certificate and, and the whole. I had one. My sister. Oh, pound puppies. I had a pound puppy. I had a cabbage patch doll. Had a Care Bear. Oh, sure man. of it. Uh, you remember the Boglins? Eighties. <sighs> yeah. Uh, remember Boglins, the little handheld puppet of these weird monsters? You can move their eyes and mouth. Vaguely, okay, yeah. Okay, there's a thing in the 80s. I had one of those. Yeah. Does that count? <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Mm, oh, well. Well, uh, and you also had an ALF doll, so you're good. I did. Well, in fact, my ALF doll's here at the radio <laughs> station. Right. My right. ALF and my ET uh-huh. are here at the radio station. And Gizmo. <laughs> I bet, I'll bet I could put my hands on my pound puppy and oh, probably no. Cabbage Patch doll, yeah, dude. No, we're, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> Can I bring those to the radio station as well and, and put them with the uh, Kiss action figures and, you know, the rest of the cool Marvel stuff? Yeah, no. Uh, well, you know, maybe if you took the leather jacket off your ALF and put it on the Care Bear, maybe that'd be cool. Yeah. <laughs> Is it a Harley Davidson leather jacket? Yeah. <laughs> I might fit on. I might fit on my uh, my cabbage patch doll. <laughs> be, Shut let's up. get some real tattoos on that thing now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. Well, let's see here. What else is going on in the world? Uh, um, I got to talk about it. I know you're not watching it, but one of the coolest. Uh, okay, talking about podcasts. Uh, true crime podcasts are a big thing, and they have been since COVID because everybody's shut at home and they had to do something. Right. <laughs> I never got into true crime podcasts. A lot of people do, though. Well, Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez, they're doing a series on Hulu called uh, Only Murders in the Building, in which they're kind of poking fun at those true crime podcasts. But at the same time, it's, they're creating a little uh, storyline about a murder. It's just really cool. Uh, I watched this latest epi- episode today. And, uh, well, the previous one before that was the best. It was uh, seen from the point of view of the deaf guy. There's a deaf guy that lives in the building. And so the whole episode, nobody talked. It was, or or they'd, you'd once in a while see lips move or hear muted sounds. But it's a completely si- like a silent movie for the whole right. episode. It was the coolest thing ever. And you were still glued to the TV set watching this. It's like really cool. So if you're, if you're out there and you like podcasts, you like true crime podcasts, Watch the series on Netflix. Oh, I mean, forget that. It's cool. Forget that. You, you like Steve Martin? Yeah. You like Martin Short? Yes. Watch that. I mean, I <laughs> exactly. I, I, yeah, you, you're right. <laughs> I hear you talking about it. And I'm a huge Steve Martin fan. Love Martin Short. I was just thinking in my head, hey, that's that's two of the three amigos, isn't it? It is. If they get Chevy Chase in there, they, they've got all three amigos. Oh, he's got, I mean, he's, they've made some great cameos. Uh, Jane Lynch showed up as uh, a body double for Steve Martin. It's weird. Um, they've had, uh, well, Nathan Lane's in it. Sting is in it, <laughs> so the singer, yeah, the singer. not the professional, no, not wrestler. the wrestler, no. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and he becomes a prime suspect. But yeah, yeah, they got the cameos that are just brilliant and fun. Uh, but it's, it's one, it's not so nerdy. But when it makes fun of podcasts, it starts to get on that territory. Right. I think, and just the fact, Steve Martin, Martin Short, right, and you know what, Selena Gomez is actually, I've been, I've been impressed with her acting. I'm like, I didn't. Yeah. It's just Disney Channel. I never watched that crap. <clears throat> yeah, her acting is what you've been impressed with. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, it is, honey. Are you listening? Anyway, <laughs> but no, seriously though, she's she's got this 
uh, well, that's, and that's, that's her I, character. When great. you first started talking about this show, one of the conversations that we had was, can you imagine? And maybe she's too young to fully appreciate mm. mm-hmm. the fact that she is working with legends. Le- yeah, absolutely. You know, legends. I mean, I would like to think it's Steve Martin and Martin Short. She's got to have a clue. But <laughs> she's probably young enough that she didn't grow up with them necessarily. Right. But But I'm thinking – Damn, that's that's got to be cool. It's got to be too cool, and it's got to be terrifying. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like, I got to compete with these guys, right? And but apparently, she's holding her own. She with is. Them. She very much so is. You know. Her acting, like I said, her character, she she's flawless in it. So the way she's portraying it is just it's perfect. And it's it's someone someone said, well, that's the same character she had on Wizards of Waverly Place, and I'm like, I wouldn't know. I didn't watch it, but right. uh, if you say so. But either way, this one's a much more mature than what I think would be on Disney Channel. Right. So they're finding out who a murderer is. Come on, they never did that on Disney Channel. Right. <laughs> so, wow. But uh, no, I'd, I'd highly recommend it because it's a lot of fun too. Yeah. And of course, with Steve Martin, Martin Short, it's got to be fun. Yeah, you can't you can't go wrong with those two. Yeah, and and the, <laughs> there's a funny scene where they go down. And they have to get some information from uh, the mail clerk in the building, and so uh, to do that, the, the mail clerk has to is happens to be uh, uh, multi multi level marketing selling this stuff called gut milk. So to get the information, they have to buy like cases and cases of this. So like every scene after that, they're constantly guzzling gut milk. <laughs> it's funny. It's like it's one of those little subtle things. It's like oh, that's a good gag going on. So it's worth it. Watch it. Check it out. Well, and see, that's part of the problem. Is like I said, uh, in my house, it's either stuff on YouTube, <laughs> it's Star Trek or Bob Ross, mm-hmm. and then Lisa's in charge of the controller beyond uh, the, the clicker <laughs> beyond that. Um, the only one that she wants to watch that I absolutely draw the line in mm-hmm. is er she found er on hulu i think they've got i think hulu has the entire oh, run no. of er and i'm like no, no. I, saw I have enough stress going on in my life without sitting down and watching a show that has dead babies and right? life and death right no. yeah i'm out i can't even though that noah wiley is pretty hunky <laughs> yeah so. you, you, you go watch er and i'm gonna watch bob ross paint happy little trees and Happy Little Mountains. And- well, my wife recently discovered Tubi TV. If you, that's a streaming app, uh-huh. kind of like Pluto. Uh, and but you can, I, I don't know if they have a live aspect of it or different channels, but they I have. I don't think so. I think uh, you, you go know. back and watch all, all right. shows. Well, she's watching Family, the seventies right. family drama with Christy McNichol, and uh, wow, I just can't. I mean, I sit there, and, uh, I'll sit there, and it's on. I'm like, I'll break out a video game and you know, like on my Switch and play or my phone or something like right. that, and just kind of. Keep an eye out. But Meredith Baxter Bernie's in it. So, you know. Very cool. <laughs> but she later, it's funny because she went from that movie or that series, Family, to the uh, series Family Ties. So she still had family. Yeah. <laughs> so, but anyway, she watches that and I'm like, mm, yeah, nope. <laughs> you can watch that one. <laughs> but especially that one because it's in this. I mean, this is when I was, a, I mean, Christy McNichols the same age as me, I think. And uh, wow, I, that old. Hey, uh, uh. <laughs> yes, I am. I mean, <laughs> but uh, so it's like I, I grew up, you know, I think I actually had a crush on her back then, too. So but uh, yeah, it's just no, I, I did that. It's You can have it now. Right. You enjoy. You enjoy. <laughs> Although I'm guilty. But it of- is. But it is amazing when you go back and even watch those shows yeah. from the 70s. Mm-hmm. They're still dealing with and talking oh, yeah. about the same Almost exactly the same conversations and topics that that we are talking about today. Yeah, and one hundred percent family. There's an, there was an episode where one of the uh, the older brother's uh, friend is gay, and he didn't want to admit it. And it's like they did a whole episode on this, and I'm like, right. that's pretty you know advanced for the seventies. You know, right. you know, or was it? Or are we? Or was it advanced for the seventies? Or is it sad that we haven't moved past right. this shit now? <laughs> that's you a know? good point. You I know, mean, you look at a sh- uh, and and and. <laughs> Archie was a, a schmuck. Yes. And he said the most horrible racist crap. Yes, he did. <laughs> but that was the joke. Yeah. That he, he was, was so ridiculous and stuck and, and you know stuck in behind his... the times yep, and, yep. and stuff like that. Yep. So you know. And that and that's the point. People go, Oh, you couldn't do that now. Well, actually you should do that now because that's what they're pointing out is that it's <laughs> yeah. funny watching someone be stupid. <laughs> well, that's you know, talking about uh, Eagle Theater, one of the things they did uh and, and I'd like to. I'm gonna low key take credit for it <laughs> because I sent some 
smart-ass, offhanded uh, Facebook message to Eric Gubelman, uh-huh. the owner of Eagle Theater. And I said, <laughs> you know what you ought to do? You ought to play Blazing Saddle. You ought to see if you can stream Blazing Saddles. And he because, did. And he did. <laughs> and I love it because, and again, you watch a movie like Blazing Saddles. Yes, it is very racially charged, mm-hmm. but that's the joke. Yeah. It's And again, it's like we were talking about before. Those jokes are made... At the expense of the bad guy. Yeah, yeah. It's never about the, you know, they're they're not mean spirited jokes. Right. It's the, it shows that and the I bad guy's like, stupid, basically. I feel like we've lost that nuance. Yeah. I feel like, um, speaking now, of similar topic, and, and you've seen it. I don't. I have not. You watched uh, Dave Chappelle's. Yeah. Newest stand up special. Yeah. And man, is he and Netflix both catching a lot of backlash. Which, and if you don't, for it. and the thing is, I see a lot of people, oh, I stop watching after a few minutes. Well, you need to watch the whole thing because the last 17 minutes of that show clarifies what he's, he's pointing out. He's getting a lot of flack from transgender. Yeah. Okay. And he's pointing out the flack, the flack is because, uh, well, because they're so, I don't know what, <laughs> I don't know. I can't put a finger he's on it. Easily offended. Yeah. Uh, but, but he says he makes jokes about everybody and he does. Yeah. And he always has, but they're the ones that are coming out and, uh, you know, tearing them apart. And it, it's like, it's like, okay, right. Like right now. Okay. Perfect. Uh, of where the society is. It's we're so like little bitty words are, are can trigger us into like becoming Karens basically. Uh, like <laughs> I'm today. offended. Yeah, like today on uh, a, a U.S. Navy Facebook group, the bunch of Navy guys. Uh-huh. So the context, we've all been sailors. There. Yes. Sailors, by the way, <laughs> yeah, who who have a history of cursing a little yeah. bit. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> you ever heard the phrase? There's a reason <laughs> it's like, that it's a phrase. There is. And someone, this lady posted. She goes, "Hey, uh, I got a question. My son's in Army boot camp. Uh, uh, if you guys can answer, it'd be great. Uh, why do I have? Why don't they want the name? And I remember." Replied that uh, well, when I was in boot camp, I was the guy in charge of the mail, and they told us, you know, the the company commander, the drill instructor, the company commander in Navy. Uh, he said, and with a very stern company commander voice, right? You're going to write your mail like this. This is how it's going to be sent to you, and he'd write down the format of how you want the mail. It's like five lines long, company division, where you're at, finally a zip code. Uh, but the first line was, and he put it. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna edit myself. He put it on there. Seaman recruit John J. Dickhead. And then I got mail one time for a semen recruit, John J. Dickhead. <laughs> and I posted that on Facebook. I got banned from that group because I used the word dickhead. Because you used the word dickhead. It's what? in context. It's like, yeah. It's in context. And, and then Frankly, a- I'm more offended by the word semen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well. <laughs> and then there's that, that photo that's going around. I kind of showed you that one. That uh, it's, a, it's a very peaceful. It's got a quote from the Bible. It's got, but the colors, the robots that are behind Facebook right. see the colors as gore, and you can't, you got you to hit the button to actually see the picture. It just goes to show you where the society is also. Right. That one little thing can trigger. You're like taking it out of context. We've completely lost the nuance of a lot of these conversations. Yeah. You know, the the nuances of words. And there are words that are inherently offensive. Yeah. (laughs) And shouldn't be used. There are words that are offensive when used in an offensive context. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. And uh, you've got to stop. you got to listen to the whole context. And, and, like, I could be saying, just for an example, I could be saying, hey, you know, it is not good to hate gay people or to call them and insert word there. Right. You know? I could actually say that word. But because I said that word, the rest of what I said doesn't matter. Right. And it's, it's like. It's irrelevant. Yeah. Um, you used the slur, so. Exactly. It's like, you wrote it. Yeah. Yeah, but you didn't read the rest of it. So. Yeah. And that's where the society is. And Dave Chappelle's getting it because he uses one word and they're jumping on him. <laughs> it's Dave Chappelle. Right. <laughs> if you watch his stand up and you think you're not going to get offended, <laughs> you're watching the wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's. Uh, not watching I, it right. I grew up in the generation of, and you too, mm-hmm. of Richard Pryor, oh, Andrew yeah. Dice Clay, yeah. Sam Kennison, Eddie Murphy as our stand-up comics. Right. These guys would make people now explode, just burst into fright. I mean, heck, even go back to Lenny Bruce back in the yeah. 60s. I mean, that guy... You go back and listen to uh, George Carlin. Oh, gosh. <laughs> you go back and listen to a Lenny Bruce concert, and it's like, 
I don't see what the big deal is. Right. <laughs> now, but uh, you take one of those words out of his context, you're going to, yeah, this could offend a lot of people. And George Carlin, I just saw, they had a thing on Pluto, as a matter of fact, all day of George Carlin concerts. Yeah. And uh, they had, it's funny because I first tuned it in, is one from like the 80s. Then I tuned it in later, it's like right before he died. And it was like, wow, he got old real fast. <laughs> so, yeah. But watching him and what he was pointing out, is like, yeah, that's going to piss a lot of people off. Uh-huh. Wait a minute, he'd already said that. Then. How come nobody got mad then? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's George Carlin. Yeah, it's George Carlin. Well, that's, you know, I've talked in the past about music. I've DJed, uh, I have mobile DJ service, and I DJ at mm-hmm. one of the middle schools here in town. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I, I'm always chuckling that anytime you go to DJ at a school, and I assume it's this way, particularly when it's a middle school, we're talking 6th, 7th, and 8th grade mm-hmm. students. There's always a list of things you can't play. <laughs> These songs are offensive. Mm-hmm. And I and most of them I get. Like you don't need a middle school, you don't need a 6th grade student dancing to wet ass rock. <laughs> you don't need a middle school kid dancing to that song. Yeah, maybe not. At least not the uncensored version. <laughs> right. And I get that. But what I what makes me laugh is those same parents who say you can't play this this and this don't bat an eye if I play you shook me all night long by ACDC. Right. Right. Because that's what they grew up listening to so it can't be it's just a song. Yeah. It can't be offensive. Oh, you know, yeah. and I think that's that's hilarious. You know what? That's absolutely right. The the people that you shook me all night long. Listen to the lyrics. Well, just take, for example, Bruce Springsteen's Born in the USA. You see that played at political rallies. Yeah. And it's like, he shouldn't really you guys, be playing that. You guys, well, you remember the song uh, Pumped Up Kicks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got a great pop beat, very dancey, very sing-alongable, <laughs> until you really think about what the song is about. Mm-hmm. You know? Or just listen to the lyrics. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. The world's weird it's today. The nuance. It's yeah. The nuance. It's the world is weird, and people need to stop being you know, offended. And that's right or wrong. Uh, my wife and I raised our kids in a house where you listen to whatever you want. Mm-hmm. You play whatever video game you want. If you have questions, there's an open dialogue. Understand that the things you do in the video game, you can't do in real life. Yeah, it's fun <laughs> to get the gun and shoot the hooker and run her over with the car or whatever. <laughs> but you can't do that crap in real life. Right. And you have to understand that that is, there's a difference. Um, right or wrong. My uh, kids and I, and my wife have always had a very open dialogue when it comes to sex, mm-hmm. because uh, we decided early on, I decided <laughs> uh, we were going to be the one to teach my daughter. We had, we had my daughter first, so we were going to be the one to answer my daughter's questions about sex rather than her getting it from yeah, her friends right. or some hormoned out of his mind teenage <laughs> boy who, oh, of course I love you. Just, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's better when it comes. Because I've been that hormone. I've been that hormone teenage <laughs> boy that right. can't be trusted. So well, I think I, I had it made with uh, the fact that my dad raised me with uh, uh, music with Frank Zappa in particular. Right. And you listen to some of his stuff back in the day. It's like, whoa, what's he singing about? Oh, Dude, one of the songs I remember my dad singing when I was little as almost a lullaby was Boy Named Sue. (laughs) So I grew up with, you know, Johnny Cash and uh, David Allen Coe and Dr. Hook and John Mellencamp. And, you know, so. Yeah, we got it. Well, I tell you what, for not having anything to talk about, we definitely filled up a podcast. We definitely did, didn't we? I want to reiterate the fact that we're doing this special event November 6th at the Eagle Theater in Robinson. Uh, You're going to see Jed Bryan and his new director's cut of uh, Unlisted Owner, which I'm in there. (laughs) You're in that. I hear tell. And, uh, well, you did the commercial. I did the voiceover for the uh, commercial, so Uh, yay me. Yeah, And then uh, also uh, Kevin Lockhart with High on the Hog. Uh, which stars Sid Haig and one of the Estevez families, guys. Uh, yeah. Uh, excuse me. Yeah, uh, Joe. Joe Estevez. Joe Estevez. But when you see him, you're like, he's yeah. like he's like the Baldwin that no one remembers. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but uh, is it Alec? Is it Daniel? No, it's the other one. Oh, all right. <laughs> but he's going to be in that as well. But uh, yeah, we're going to show those two films plus some uh, little shorts. Jed's going to have, and I think Kevin's going to be in on the Q and A as well. And so it's going to be a huge event. We're going to uh, at least record one podcast. While there, maybe two, because we're going to have a lot of material. Right. And uh, we're going to have some fun there. 
you could be in the audience, a live audience, if you will, for the podcast recording. And although it's just going to be set up in the lobby with the merch table for those guys and uh, right next to the soda stand, so... <laughs> <laughs> but either way, you're good. you come out and enjoy this. This is going to be fun. It's November 6th is what we're looking at. And it's probably, it'll, it'll be later in the evening because, you know, we're going to have to shut down part of the theater or their regular shows, <laughs> regular movies. Uh, we're going to have to put ours in there. But two independent films that are, I mean, one of them starring Sid Haig, one of them starring me. I mean, you can't go wrong. <laughs> right, exactly. Okay. Two legends in their field. <laughs> Legends. Yes, exactly. Or at least in my own mind, anyway. Uh, but uh, that, that's that's coming up. Also, don't forget the giveaway, the Joe Davis original artwork. You can win that uh, just on our Facebook page because uh, that's where we want to deal with it right now. Uh, you'll see the posting. It's a posting. And all you have to do is tell us whether Joe said yay or nay on Carnage, or rather, Venom. Let there be Carnage. I'll get it right. Uh, let us know if he said yay or nay. And those that got the answer correct, those go into a pot and somebody's going to win that original artwork. And it's signed and numbered. Signed and numbered. You got to love that. <laughs> exactly. And it's and it's a cool picture. It really is. And and you'll be able to see pictures of it uh, mm-hmm. before you decide you want to go back and listen <laughs> to our podcast. But and then again, there's those people that have and have memorized that that's right. podcast. Exactly. Anyway. <laughs> they are quoting it like the Bible. That's right. Like my dad. I'm sure he does it all. That's the time. right. Absolutely. <laughs> but my uh, wife goes, "What you do a podcast? I didn't. Uh... <laughs> What's that? <laughs> so yeah. So there's great events coming up. Giveaway. Um, I will. I will say this. Uh, I'm on radio for a living. Yeah. But my wife only gets excited when I do a podcast because somehow being on a podcast is well, yeah, cooler than. Yes, it is. <laughs> so I, I get a kick out of that. I did this because uh, you know I'm on a podcast because I wanted to keep talking and they wouldn't let me continue talking at work. Right. So. <laughs> Too many phone calls telling me to shut up. <laughs> right. So yeah, now I got my own. Nobody can call me. Uh, but no, check it out. Uh, have some fun with it. And again. That's pretty much the end of the podcast. That's it. That's what happens. We turn on the microphone, we sit down, we start talking, and uh, boom, we fill up an hour or so, and good to go. At least it wasn't two hours this time. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, like we say at the end of every episode, stay nerdy. Stay nerdy. Nerd up.